this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, in which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park, overlay by overlay to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy Supreme. Can you cut that out? I'm your host, Jimmy, <laughs> and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long elusive question, which is better. Disneyland or Walt Disney World. A thank you to J.R. Trim for that excellent Christmas rendition of his original theme music for our show. His website is jrtrimp.com? Trimp. Trimp.org. Trimp with an... How do you spell it? Spell it for me, Dan. T-R-I-M-P-E. With no plosives. Dot org. Dot org. That's uh, dot. That's the thing that looks like a period. Mm-hmm. O R G and then you hit enter or uh if you have another kind of computer it's something else sometimes okay or return return, return. yes yes uh the voice you're hearing straight from scraping the vault oh i know that joke yeah hi it's me Dan Pressler Linkletter Pepsi <laughs> here to share a holiday miracle with you but didn't you uh, uh, marry a Frito Lay recently? So you're Dan <laughs> Pressler, Miracle Whip, Pre- <laughs> yes. PepsiCo, Pepsi Frito Lay, PepsiCo. Pepsi Pepsi yeah. Don't forget Pepsi. Banquet meals. The other you're hearing uh, <laughs> straight from snuffing vaccine is Eric. <laughs> that's how you do it, right? That's that's yes. how you yes. You, you the snuff CDC the Ronas. said today you sniff it. Dennis, okay. Hopper, Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet style. The female voice you've heard from the Supreme Resort, Christy. Hey, not sniffing any kind of vaccine. You're welcome. Mm, not yet, but you know somebody who's getting one Tuesday. I do. Uh, okay. Jenna. The music you're listening to is a little bit of a teaser for Dan's other show, Scraping the Vault. Oh, you're on there too, Jimmy. Oh, I'm on there too? <laughs> yeah. Well, we drug you. And uh, <laughs> I fly out to Georgia. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your wife lets me in very uh-huh. quietly. <laughs> then zoop. This is getting weird. Yep. Uh, that <laughs> explains a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking of scraping the vault, we recently did an episode that you'll hear on Christmas Eve, a very mm-hmm. special Christmas release of everyone's a very special Scraping the Vault of the, everyone's favorite Christmas <laughs> Disney Christmas movie. 
a very Brady Christmas. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. It yep. was so much fun, guys. Like, I, I loved that show. I loved the movie growing up. I, it's there's nost- we we kind of landed on it, Dan. Right when we when we recorded it, we kind of landed on why I like it so much and why it means so much to me. Uh, the you drugs, guys- <laughs> the drugs that I give you. That's right. You guys never quite landed no. there. But, uh, we had a lot of fun, and the, as a special bonus, if you've listened to the show, you know. If you don't listen, you don't know. But here, I'm going to tell you. So. What we decide to do at the end of every episode, after we watch and review and sort of do some commentary on these straight-to-video sequels, I decide what is the best beer pairing for this movie. If you're going to watch this movie, what beer do you drink? Audrey decides what food you should eat, and Dan decides what music you should listen to. And Dan, tell them what you came up with for A Very Brady Christmas. Uh, well, for Very Brady Christmas, I figured a lot of people are missing uh, the Main Street Loop at disneyland or disney world for christmas so i put like six maybe eight i found a bunch of those songs and we we played them and we enjoyed them and you don't get the whole thing but you get to hear us talk about them (laughs) while they're playing if you're anything like us and you sort of spent what the 90s maybe early 2000s at disneyland it'll be very nostalgic and you'll have the emotions that i had Whilst watching a very Brady Christmas and reviewing it, Dan tried to get me to cry. I got close, mm-hmm. but I think I got there you made myself. Yourself cry. I yeah. think I made myself cry. Yeah, that's all I cared about. Happy holidays to everyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> and if you're listening in the future, um, happy holidays because there's probably a holiday because we celebrate holidays way too long in this country. So happy Fourth of July. Happy whatever. Happy Christmas holidays. Happy Christmas. What are you doing for holidays, Christy? Oh, gosh. Well, my mom is coming from very rural Arkansas to Denver. Mm. So we are going to pick her up and try and keep her here for 10 days unless I end up in Eric's garage. And um, sweet, because, sweet vaccine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting the vaccine or just escaping quietly into the mountains so no one can find me and I go off the grid and she can't text me a hundred emojis to tell me how she's feeling. So it's going to be great. That's that's violating CDC recommendations to have family come and visit. What are your precautions? So a lot of them. Um, she's going to have to wear a mask for at least the first three days. When we're anywhere near each other, we're actually rearranging our living room Mm. so she can sit at the table and we can sit at the couch or vice versa um, so we can be six feet apart. I just couldn't have her be alone after her husband passed this year. Mm. I just couldn't leave her there by herself. So Mm. she's going to have to be here and we're just going to have to be good little um, CDC following folks. Well, I'm proud of you. That's great. I don't think a lot of I know that there are many people who are not doing said things we had right. tonight i have a, a friend of my my very first friend i met in georgia when i moved here in 2003 and um we we're just kind of nerds together we watch you know anytime there's a big release of star wars or, or marvel we get together and watch it and so he's been coming over to my house for uh mandalorian and tonight was the mandalorian season finale and let me tell you what happens Hey, 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 oh, hey. Um, but anyway, we sit on my we sit on my patio, which is outside, and we wear masks. And um, it's just one of those things because I I don't want to be that guy, 
you know, I'm, I'll I probably know. be fine, but I just don't want to be that guy. Anyway. Yeah. I feel the same way. If I brought it to somebody or took it to somebody or gave it to her, I would feel awful. So we're just going to have to play by the rules. And if she needs a mask timeout, she can go to the guest room, rip her mask off her face and sit there and read a book. There you go. Uh, Eric, how about you? What are you doing there. for Christmas or holiday? I'm I should gonna- say. Uh, yes, for for the the holidays, um, I'm going to uh, be in my house with my wife, and we're probably going to eat something, and we're we're probably going to drink something, mm. and um, that's it. Long pause. Okay. <laughs> uh, while I was writing, while while that long pause was happening, I was writing down. Excessively long pause. At <laughs> so fulfilling. I love it. Radio with stage directions. Yeah. Right. Uh, Dan, how about you? What are you? How are you holidaying? Uh, just like every year, I'm going to load up my sleigh with all sorts of toys that I've made for oh, all the no. children of the world. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, no, I'm going to. I was going to go visit my sister and um, her family, and well, she's also my. They're also part of my family. You know how families work. Anyway. Um, we're going to go up and my dad and stepmom are going to come up. And then it occurred to me that um, that's probably a bad idea because I'm rather overweight, have high blood pressure and asthma. So COVID, for COVID, I am a real treat. Um, so I figured trying to become Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> It happened. Tell us, we're family. I keep. I try to find that guy every year so I can kill him and read. Just throw him off the roof. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, read the card. Read the card because if you don't read the card, it doesn't work. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. You can't just put on the coat, as we saw in number three, right? That's right. right. Yeah, got to put on Um, the pants. Santa Claus now streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, did you want to know what my mailbag is doing for I, the holiday? The next holidays? My brain was about to read. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is the, the time when things are getting read to people that answer questions. Nailed. Uh, it's called Dan's mailbag of mail and I'm Dan. And these are the mail, the mails inside the mailbag of the mail. Um, <laughs> Better every time. That wasn't wow. a, it's never on purpose. <laughs> really? So smooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this one is actually not from our mysterious caller. Um, this is from Helena W. Um, this is from Sally David. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do you say that fast passes are bad at Disneyland? Mm. And this is actually a good question. If you if you're listening to us and you're thinking like, you know, they're talking about this thing that I feel like I should already know. Uh, let us know because oh, <laughs> this is totally one of them. Right, we're giant nerds, and sometimes we forget that we're giant nerds when we right. could be like considerate regular nerds. Yeah, I think a good example is something like an e-ticket attraction. Uh, well, I'll explain that in a minute, but I think what we talked about doing is maybe putting a glossary of theme park nerd uh, vernacular on our Facebook group, right? Yes. Um, something along those lines. So an e-ticket, for example, is when the parks first opened, you had A-ticket attractions, which were the the main street vehicles, for example. And then B-ticket was something a little better than that. C-ticket was maybe, I don't know what, it's a small world, I don't know. 
Um, the first e-ticket attraction, I believe, was Matterhorn, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It was one of Well, the I think I think to illustrate your point, I think It's a Small World would certainly be a C-ticket now. Sure, we that's were- a good point. Maybe when it was open, it was a D. Anyway, so Matterhorn was a was a e ticket attraction, and when they stopped selling ticket books in the eighties, I guess it was the eighties, um, that still referred to when you build an expedition Everest, that's an e ticket attraction because if the ticket books were still around, that would be an e ticket, an e for Everest too. That's also true. Um, whereas Dinosaur the ride would be a D ticket because it's called Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones, I ticket. I ticket. Yep. You get it. You get the, the Caribbean P ticket. Got it. Um anyway, so Dan, go ahead and explain. Well, okay. Uh I am I think I'm probably the one that holds this opinion the strongest of us, I think. I, I support it, though I can tell you that. Yeah. I so why I think fast passes are bad specifically for Disneyland. I think they're great for Disney World. Um is that place is tiny. And um, when it was built, uh, it was built to kind of consume as many people as possible. So you can get like thousands of people in, in the park and they're all experiencing something ideally so that it doesn't feel as crowded as, as it is. So uh, they would build these queues that were intentionally long for that very reason. Um, best example I can think of is Indiana Jones, where, mm-hmm. I mean, that thing is that if you have, I'm assuming you at least are familiar with that if you're listening to this show. Um, but that park that you walk through, it was it used to be all line and it was mm-hmm. potentially up to like two hours, two and a half hours long without having any bleed into the walkway. So, right. Yeah. Especially in the smaller. The least, the least walkway. Right. Yeah, they used to hand out cards, remember, with the letters yep. so you could sit there and decode all of the little letters on the walls as you were waiting in line for two hours. Right. So from a traffic standpoint, I think it's bad because now you have like – once you get a, a fast pass, you're all, all of a sudden creating this like phantom person right. that for the next 90, to two, 90 minutes to two hours – is supposedly waiting in line for you while you go, you know, eat as many churros as you can or whatever. Basically it's just as you do, as you do. Um, and at the same time, it, you're not getting that experience. Like we were talking about with Indiana Jones and it's, it, they had similar with other places, but they really leaned in on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, you on Indiana Jones, you were waiting in line, you have those translator cards and there's stuff on the walls that you can translate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not as thrilling as the ride, but it gives you a thing to do. It gives you an, an immersive experience. So, right. Yeah. So in, in further to the point, the, the point of the queues being so detailed is because people are spending all the time in it. And so the, the magic of what these people do is to take a, a mundane experience and give it something. You know, the the crate in Indiana Jones' office, Club Obi-Wan, the the parking lot sign, the, you know, just all kinds of stuff that we've talked about ad nauseum on the show about all the things you can do in these in these queues. You take that away by doing the fast pass and to your point Dan, I the idea of fast pass in my heart of hearts is if you're in line, you're not spending money. So if we can take that away and so you have yeah. a phantom standing in line, you can be other places spending money. 
but it's sold as you can do other attractions while you're waiting for this other attraction, right? But isn't it? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. There's got to be some analytics to it, but it feels like. Yeah, there are. And there there have been major studies. I mean, there are programs that look that are focused on theme park design. And Disney inadvertently created this situation where there are more people walking around. They're not in the queue. They're out buying things. Okay, maybe that's the idea. But there are people walking around. There's a reason there are more bottlenecks out there now because people aren't standing in as many lines as they used to or originally designed. Especially now, there's nobody standing on any lines. But but to the <laughs> point, it's such a small park. Except for Peter Pan. That's right. Still waiting for Peter Pan. <laughs> but it's such a small park that if you take that, if you take thirty thousand people that are in the the park that day, and then you take ten percent, twenty percent of them, and put them in the streets instead of waiting in the queues, then you feel it. Right. They're taken into the streets, as some might say. They. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Starting early, people. Oh no, we have our ad break. <laughs> oh, I could be Michael McDonald. I mean, Michael McDonald. That's the Doobie Brothers. Is that oh, the Doobie Brothers? <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that that is why, in short, why Disneyland Fast Pass doesn't make as much sense because it just makes the park feel so much more crowded than it actually quote unquote is or would have been before fast pass i, I mean or it makes it, it makes it feel as crowded as it is yeah i can also point out that at disney world fast passes aren't always great either because it they it really doesn't encourage a normal flow through the park if you've got mm. a fast pass at space mountain in the morning and then you have you have the natural inclination to stay around tomorrowland and then move into Fantasyland. but oh no i've got the Big Thunder Mountain next, you've got to cross a chunk of park. That's true. And run past things where you would normally progress in an orderly fashion, going on rides as you pass them, going to shops as you pass them, instead of beelining it for your next thing because you're worried you're going to miss it. And you have the. Or as some would yeah, say, but- mountain in the morning, mountain in the evening, mountain at supper time. Yes, some would say that. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say is if what the fast passes do is they get you from ride A to ride B without enjoying what's in between them, whether it's shopping, whether it's mm-hmm. dining, whether it's, you know, whatever. I, like I'll go back to last week's show where I've never eaten in those two places because we're usually running from ride to ride or trying to get back to our hotel room so we can take a nap because we're old mm-hmm. and then come back for the fireworks, yeah, which and, I know aren't going on right now, but I promise there are fireworks. And when so, you're yeah, dealing with Disney World, uh, that to Eric's point, it's not necessarily going to feel as crowded because it's much larger, but it's because it's so much larger, it just takes so much more energy to go from place to place. And I'll also reiterate the the when we went, and I don't know, Eric, if you felt this way when we went during you know COVID, is that there was some, it felt liberating to not have to be at this place during this hour of time where it's just like, you know what, we are just going to go to Space Mountain and then we're going to go over to Buzz Lightyear and then we're going to go over to, you know, the just the next thing because it's it's right there and, you know, why not? It just felt right. liberating that I didn't feel obligated. I think, yeah, the only thing I had in my schedule every day was lunch or dinner somewhere. That mm-hmm. was basically it. I yeah. think, gotcha. I think it also introduces on a more like weird level introduces like 
a sense of like powering through the, your day where it's like if you gamify this system at all, which FastPass kind of does just for like the human psyche, um, it becomes like, oh, no, we have to. OK, we have to go. We have to. Well, it's different with FlexPass now, but like we have to go get the FastPass and we have to be here at this time. And there how many and how many it's like got to catch them all with like Disney parks. But um, I remember before FastPass, it was just you walk in, you see everyone in main street and you're like okay i'm gonna be riding the train a lot and i'm gonna go on the mark twain and that's really cool because now i have a chance to just kind of enjoy like i'm kind of being forced to do these quote lesser attractions because i am not gonna wait you know yeah three hours for indiana jones but some people will yeah those are the days of the train Mm -hmm. mr uh great most of mr lincoln the tiki room Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you say? Well, the treehouse, but yeah, just the stuff that yeah, usually Mark doesn't Twain. have a Mark Twain, yeah. Before they ruin the treehouse, yeah. And and the the other thing about Fast Pass in Disney World is, you know, it's you're at a disadvantage if you're not a Disney World pro, yeah, because those things can be filled up three months in advance if you're staying on property. Oh yeah, you know, and then so just the casual goer who maybe booked their trip. Six, six months ago or a year ago and they're not a pro at it they're going to show up trying to get a fast pass and it's like you can get <laughs> you can get Mickey's <laughs> magic <laughs> yeah and I, I I get I get that a common like uh, response to that is like well you can just do the research and that's kind of true but like not everybody knows that there's research to do, which is mm-hmm. that, which is exactly my problem. I love doing that crap. I mean, I'm here. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's just weird. We're in this place where it's like, yeah, most people who are in, interested in going to Disney parks, they're, in, they're willing to do the work and really willing to look into these things. But now it's like everyone kind of has to be that or like there at least used to be the possibility of spontaneity. Right. Well, and, and that's why there are a thousand companies out there who, who make a living at helping people plan their trips to Disney world, Mm -hmm. but there's no better company to help you plan your trip to (laughs) Disney world than Conti flags. (laughs) No, that's, that's for your trip to uh, six flags. Those guys put that one together. Remember? Oh, it's continents. Yeah, that was the perfect about. ad break, though, Eric. <laughs> That's where you All put right. the ad break. Well, it's yeah. a little. It's a little. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. It's a little early. Okay, twenty nine. Right. <laughs> it is a bit early. We should leave this in. Let's yeah. leave this in regardless. <laughs> how early it is. Michael McDonald has something to say, and I'll put it in an hour from now. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty great. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, all right. So that's okay. why. The the fast pass does not work at Disneyland. And there goes the mailbag. Bye. Bye, mail. Or you have opinions. Oh. Message us. Come join our Facebook group. Send us emails. You know, do all the things. Yeah. Okay. Today's episode is a very special holiday episode. It is the case of the holiday overlays where three quarters of us did some work. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to share some history and detail of their favorite Disney holiday overlays. And because this is a little bit of a departure, this is not a versus episode. 
Um, it's, it's the holidays, right? We don't want to have arguments. It, we're probably not going to be with no. our crazy uncles. So we, True enough. we don't need to have arguments. There's, there's a good chance I might turn into your crazy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is the time now more than ever, we need peace. So we're just going to be four friends mm-hmm. who are going to talk about holiday overlays of things that we love at the places we love. And that's it. So hey, we Jimmy. are going to go. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick. Uh, let's avoid some mail. What's an overlay? Ooh. Ooh. Get that for it's, the gloss. Like huh? it. It's when we have a normal attraction like the Haunted Mansion or uh, Space Mountain. Living with or the land. Living with the... what? That is an attraction. <laughs> uh, and then during parts of the year, typically the holidays, there's some sort of change to that beloved attraction and we overlay a holiday theme onto that attraction, like Small World Holiday. It's a small world still, but we have some more holly and lights and maybe some of the music changes. But it's basically the same ride. Mm-hmm. So we are going to go around the room and talk about our favorite holiday overlays. We're going to start with the least cool and go to the most cool. Wait, I thought we weren't fighting. <laughs> I don't have an opinion. So, who wants to go first? Uh, I want to go first. All right. So, because then, because Dan's going to give me grief, but that's okay. All right. That's you. why I'm here. So, just the world. Christy's going to go first. She is going to argue. If you've listened to Christy on this show in the past, you're going to know she's going to argue for Haunted Mansion Holiday. I am. So, Christy, so first take I- it away. All right. Well, first I have to tell you, this is my husband's favorite movie. And this is the first ride we go to when we go to Disneyland. (laughs) Yes, the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy is his favorite movie. Um, (laughs) Oh, and I forgot the guy who plays the butler. What's his name? Anyway. Tim Curry. Oh. (laughs) No. Oh, you're not talking about That's Clue. Clue. That's my favorite movie. (laughs) It's Terrence Stamp. Oh, that's a great movie, too. How many endings does that movie really have? Four? Is it four or three? Yeah, it's epic. It's peacock. I think it's three. No, I think there's four. Yeah, there's three. It's Peacock, Scarlet. No, no, no. Peacock, Mrs. White, and then all of them. Spoilers. Oh. Stamp. See, three. Watch Clue. It's amazing. It's oh, we can say that's a Christmas Stamp, movie. If I'm not mistaken, is the butler yeah. in Haunted Mansion. <laughs> He's great. Anyway, Nightmare Before Christmas is my husband's favorite movie. Um, so every year for, oh, I'm going to say they usually open it. When do they usually open it? The beginning of October, the end of Mm -hmm. September. Mm -hmm. And they do a complete overlay of the Haunted Mansion to Nightmare Before Christmas. It is wonderful and awesome. And we truly, truly love it. And this is the first year in quite a while that we haven't gotten to see it because they're not doing it this year. Obviously the parks aren't open, but it's hard to not be there and not be standing in line and see people dressed up like Jack and Sally and zero wanting to go through and experience a movie that, you know, we can't be inside of. Um, It's really kind of cool. And I love the Haunted Mansion when it's not overlaid. So to see it overlaid just enhances it for me. I mean, the Hatbox Ghost is still there. The coffin is still there. Um, the ballroom is still there. All of that's still going on. 
It just has a little bit of a flair and a change to make it look like a little more Tim Burton-y. And we just really love it. Especially the vampire teddy bear who replaces the raven. My favorite one is right before you go into the graveyard. He's chewing on the lights. And you can see the sparks in his mouth. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Well, that I remember seeing that. So now we we joked about it on uh, another episode of something where did you talk about the or are you going to talk about the Elvis portrait, the Velvet Elvis and the moving gingerbread house? <laughs> so um, the moving gingerbread house and I'm assuming you're talking about the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it yeah. always in the ballroom or it just changes? It's different every year. Yeah, that's right. And the, the yeah. Elvis portrait is the one that moves. Correct. Yes. I mean, maybe yes. they put the house um, in a slightly different part of the table. So it probably moves. But they pump in. Sometimes it's animated, yeah, and too. I think, well, and I think the shape of it changes, too, doesn't it, Eric? Oh, yeah. It's a completely different design every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might be on a different part of the table. It might be a little taller. It might be a different shape. Um, it just, it, I mean, you see the sleigh coming through the wall. But, yeah, it. It really is awesome. I have I also have questions about the gingerbread house. Is it actually made out of gingerbread? <laughs> well, the room smells like gingerbread, so I'm going with yes, it's an actual gingerbread house. And they're, they're pumping that in though. Well, they could be smell of vision. Well, they are pumping the smell in, but yeah, it's actually it's actually gingerbread. Yeah, kind of like the, it's a real the gingerbread house. giant oogie boogie cake in the Grand Californian. And mm. well, most importantly, does a very small witch live inside? <laughs> I'm sure she does, but they've never let me down there to check it out. Well, it'd be dangerous. It, well, it would be dangerous, and she probably has an oven and would push me in it. Oh, wait, that's Hansel and Well, it's a tiny oven. She'd try. She would try. We've all seen, we've all seen the documentaries that have been made. It's, it's what she does. <laughs> the documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> So the other part of it that I really, really, really love is um, at the end, there aren't hitchhiking ghosts, but it's lock, shock, and barrel. And um, they pop up in your car, and then they spin. Mm. You see Oogie Boogie, and he spins the wheel, and you get a prize, Mm -hmm. which is pretty great, too. But I mean, on the way out, you get to see Sally. I mean, it just, it really immerses you in a world that unless you work for, you know, Disney and get to work on those movies you can't actually touch Jack you can't actually but for a minute you feel like you're in that movie and it's pretty awesome yeah it's a shame that you don't feel like you're in the ride though (laughs) hey you're still in a doom buggy you can still see the bus they're all still there there's actually more to see when you load in in the loading area instead of just a large black box yeah 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 it's true i like the i like that loading area room it's very colorful it's that whole jack skellington inspired christmas feel i also think that the narrator did a phenomenal job at imitating um, paul freeze did a great job (laughs) i agree i think that that person did as well as one can do you know Mm -hmm. um i hate it (laughs) (laughs) so tell us why you hate it dan i think it was cute the first time the first maybe two years um but haunted mansion is my favorite ride and i want to ride the haunted mansion i don't want to ride um a very special episode of the haunted mansion that is barely the haunted mansion you know i want 
I want to see the portraits. You know, I'm a, I'm a Disneyland pass holder. I like same things. <laughs> um, like same. Like yeah, I, same. Yeah. I, I think it, 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 I don't dislike the idea. It's cute. But um, the problem I have with it is that there's just, so, it's, do we really need Christmas there? I mean, it's like, there's so many reasons you have main street and that's all beautiful Christmas stuff. And it, that stuff is kind of like bled into other parts of the park, which were cute, but it's like, okay, we get it. I just want to kind of go to Disneyland now. Like that's why I'm here. Um, it, it's kind of just too obvious to me. It's, it, it's, it's, it wasn't broken. Like Haunted Mansion was not like this, fledgling ride that nobody was going on but you're saying because we have a a scary slash christmas themed ip it's too on the nose and maybe they should put that somewhere else i think that they should i definitely think they should put that somewhere else um yeah and in in talking about this i um first of all it's down for too long yeah um that part I totally get that subject for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, um, what I've learned about myself in thinking about this, and I think this is going to track for people who are familiar with opinions that I have. I don't like obvious things to me. It's Mm. like, yeah, so what? Um, like I know Jimmy, when we went to Disney world one time, like you were frustrated by me kind of like we'd go on this amazing thing. And at the end of you're like, what would you think? would be like, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then like, like your reaction we, to um, the, to star Wars ride, the uh, rise of the resistance. Was, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Oh, but it's not like, a, it's not wow. that I like dislike it. It's just that it's just like, yeah, that's, that's of of course I like that. It's who doesn't like that. That would be the weird response. So uh, it's bacon, chocolate, the Beatles. It's like, yeah, we get it. Like it's, of course you like it. It's there to like. So I think that like the Haunted Mansion doesn't need this. It's like, it's like putting chocolate pudding on your ranch dressing, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, like two good things that point. don't necessarily help each other. That's a very interesting point. And that, that makes sort of the Dan hates the Beatles argument makes sense to me. It's like, it's not that you hate the thing. Like you don't hate Haunted Mansion holiday. It's just like, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it was a cute idea, but like, can I please have the ride that I love back? And it's, it's probably not going away because it's such a locals park and the locals demand this change to the thing because they're constantly going on the same thing over and over again to having the mix up is, is good. And, and they do a good job. I mean, uh, maybe the the point of this show is which of these overlays does it the best, and they do a really good job with the overlay. If they're going to shut this part this ride down, I mean, it's hard to argue that any other overlay does a better job. I agree on in on some level, it does on a technical sense. It it, it probably does the best job. It's but, definitely the most elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the most immersive, but it's also because it is a change. It's also, I think, the most like uh superfluous because like it the, the ride doesn't need this and if you're going to do an overlay for if you're going to try to attract people by doing some kind of an overlay why don't you like say okay hey every year like 
in the early September or so, we're going to close down the Haunted Mansion and we're going to reopen it on like Halloween day or like we're going to reopen it for Halloween and it's going to be like, we're going to add something new and wonderful every year. Mm-hmm. Like make it a hell it's, it's, it's a haunted haunted is a th- thing that happens on Hall- Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And I think enhancing the ride, like making the ride more the ride is a really, really fine idea. But then they just kind of go, oh, yeah, and here, this Christmas. Uh, they already paid for a giant uh, Jack Skellington that's a very <laughs> elaborate and uh, and highly articulated and pleasant to look at animatronic. Yeah, you can sell it on eBay. Uh, oh, okay. So, Dan, I think <laughs> to your point, and I hadn't thought about this before, but the point of a Nightmare Before Christmas is it, it, they steal Christmas for right. Halloween Town, and, right. and it's fair to say that Haunted Mansion is most associated with Halloween, so they're stealing Halloween right. to give Christmas. Right. So it's not. I the, the, here's the, I, I know I've said this before, but I don't get to ride Haunted Mansion on Halloween. I have to ride Haunted Mansion Holiday. Right. Which is not, it's all, it's, it's Christmas. It's no matter what you, you know, right. it, it, it is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas thing. And, um, also as somebody with a birthday in October, um, I know like it's pretty common for people to only go to Disneyland, like on their birthday or around their birthday. If your birthday is, if you're one of those people and your birthday is anywhere from like mid September to April or whenever it is that they reopen this thing. You don't get to, you don't, you may not have ridden the haunted mansion. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, but the, the IP and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. The the IP is great. The, the story is great. It's a great movie. No problem with any of that. Does it deserve its own attraction 20 or, you know, 12 months a year? Sure. Why not? What is that attraction? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they take over It's a Small World and replace all the scary dolls with all the people from Halloween Town. Ooh, you know what? You know they- maybe, oh. maybe they replace Pooh with uh, Haunted Mansion or just mm. Hall- Nightmare Before Christmas. Before, before Christmas, Christmas yeah. yeah. You, you know, they've got a big... They've got a big empty box in um, in Avengers Ooh. Land where where they can't afford to put in that super like Rise of the Resistance style amazing attraction. Just take all the animatronics over there, and you can like put people on a slow moving um, like cart ride through it. And super low, you've already got the animatronics. You just hire cast members to push you in a wagon through through the set. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I really. Mentioned- I just hook them up to wiener dogs and let the wiener dogs pull you through like zero. Yeah, how about award wieners? Behind that is that big empty box where they had who wants to be a millionaire? It's just sitting empty. Uh, sh- short of short of a pretend storefront they've got now. But I mean, you could do it there. It's Hollywood land. It's a Hollywood movie. I would be th- I would be very happy with that. That would be a great way for everyone to win. I'm not anti the idea. I'm right. anti the idea taking over this thing that I love and I want to ride all the time. And if and I'm I not think- mistaken, that is a, maybe a decent part of the reason that the controversial Hunter Mansion episode that Disneyland's didn't win because you can't ride it half the year. Right, and I could not argue with that because that's it's a completely fair point. And uh 
I think another solution, and I, I think I mentioned this before on the show as well, but bears repeating. I mean, you could just load all the stuff up in a truck or whatever and like, okay, next year it's going to be at Disney World. And then the year after that, it's going to be mm. like, have it move so that like. Do a flip flop. Yeah. So like it, it, you know, they do it with the Main Street Electrical Parade, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. It's not like unheard of. And then that way people in Florida, you know, okay, sure. For that one year, the tourists who have never seen uh, the Haunted Mansion at all, okay, they see this version. (laughs) But you get a bit of that in California just by statistics. Mm -hmm. Um, But Florida residents that, I mean, they're repeat visitors too. Yeah. They get to see this thing without having to fly over to California. And as we've explored well, and with before, that, sorry, Christy, but as we've explored before, the, the Florida Florida repeat visitors and annual pass holders wouldn't be as outraged about the... They might not even notice. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I also think in a... In <laughs> okay, they would notice a little bit. Why does it smell so funny in here? Um, and I, I think... It would also maybe bring the, you know, what the skeleton heads, whatever the fans are called, uh, it, they like the super fans. It would give them a reason too to visit these other parks. Not that like they wouldn't otherwise, but it could be a reason to be like, hey, it's over there this year. We haven't been there. Let's go. Try, let's call up concierge and let's go over to this park that we've never been at and see this thing that we love be different in this place. And oh, by the way, I can also see a reasonable version of Mickey's PhilharMagic. I can also um, see a transition into Star Wars land that makes way more sense. Um, And (laughs) um, all the things, all the things you can do. Well, and I think giving it its own attraction too would give, you know, Disney and along with all of its fans, you know, an opportunity to hear the music and, and not set to the Haunted Mansion themes that it has to be set to because it is the Haunted Mansion. I mean, for all of its foibles, it's the Haunted Mansion with Jack and Sally and Halloween Town guests in it. That's I understand. It's not a nightmare before Christmas. Well, yeah, I understand why people think that, but um, it's still not the haunted mansion um there's too much makeup on that pig it is not it is um but i think obviously there's a fan base there if they made a haunted if they made i keep saying haunted mansion holiday if they made a nightmare before christmas ride and i think california adventure is a great place to do that um people would people would go and they would be buying that merchandise all the time Oh, absolutely. I mean, I still, I think I saw a statistic, um, even through October of this year, that $24 million movie is now up to like $91 million. And that's just on the movie. That's not the t-shirts and the cups and the mugs and the towels and the costumes and the hats. And yeah. So I know what you're saying. Instead of having that weird, like mad tea party thing, you could have, you know, Jack Skellington graveyard rock and skeleton new year's eve crew or whatever like i mean it's still stupid but i mean the tea party is super stupid and like <laughs> i mean it'd be a great place to go party with some goths you know drink some green liquid with some alcohol in it maybe and yeah right Right. I mean, you could have the green fountain in the middle of Halloween Town. I will say, as a huge fan of the movie, I mean, it is the only place 
where we can go that time of year and be immersed in that movie. Um, like you said, it doesn't really exist anywhere mm-hmm. else. So for us who want to go see it and wear our crazy Jack hats and, you know, I think we saw a person there when you're dressed up as Jack standing out front with the Jack scarecrow pretending to be the scarecrow. I mean, I don't want to put words I, in his that mouth, guy, but that guy wow. was weird. Yeah. So yeah. I want to say a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, you shouldn't have told me about the mute button on the computer. Cause I've been trying to talk for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah. So the, the Jack Skellington party, and by the way, I said a couple of offensive things, so I'm glad I was muted. <laughs> um, <laughs> it happened there in Hollywood land because you put the attraction where Monsters Inc. is. And then the other thing I wanted to say, you said, Christy, $45 million movie. Now it's $91 million. What are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? Oh, so they made that movie for $24 million. Uh huh. It was going to be 16. They had to beg for another 8 million because they figured out they needed more than one jackhead Mm -hmm. um, to make the movie. And so they invested $24 million and just the movie itself through October of 2020, just the movie has made $91 million. It's got to have made more than that. I mean, that's it? Well, but if you put all the merchandising and stuff in it, you're absolutely correct. But just the movie, and I mean, my husband and I own five DVDs of this movie because they kept re-releasing that, them. You gotta, uh, we got to check your math because Disney doesn't make attractions with movies that made $91 million. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just don't. Well, and they haven't made an attraction yet, right? Well, they make it half the year. I think. Well, they do an overlay on an attraction that exists half I think, the year I think, to get those nerds to come to the I, park. I think like the me. overlay has given people a unrealistic view of how – successful that movie was initially because i remember enjoying it but also being very sure that i was in the target market to enjoy it yeah you know like it it's oh yeah for sure like a lot of tim burton things it's yeah he makes successful movies but they're successful for tim burton like he's kind of on his own scale so i i i think that's true i think that yeah it was successful in the sense that like i mean obviously it made money but um it has more of a loyal fan fan base than it is like a blockbuster, you know? Well, it wasn't even released as a Disney movie for exactly the reason you're saying. They didn't think that it looked like a Disney movie when mm-hmm. it was done. So they released it under touchstone. Yeah. It didn't become a Disney movie until, I don't know, the first DVD was released or the first VHS tape was released. Then it became a Disney movie and Tim Burton didn't even direct. Right. The movie. That's a good point. Some other Harold directed very good it. Point. Uh, okay, so I think we, we've usurped your time with uh, with an argument we were trying to avoid. So oh. do you have anything else you'd like to celebrate, <laughs> to celebrate about this attraction, this overlay? No, honestly, it just it is the one time of year that we can go and celebrate our favorite movie. And I'm sorry it takes away Dan's mm, happy place a lot of things that do. time. Thank you. Wow. And I'm curtsy. <laughs> Thank you. Even though I don't know how to curtsy. Such a lady. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about Jingle Cruise or Small World Holiday? Or or do we want to talk about uh, another potential overlay for the Haunted Mansion? I think we should do Jingle. Uh, yes. Uh, so the Jingle Cruise. We've all heard about the Jungle Cruise. We remember the classic episode from uh, March of 2020. March something, 20. I don't remember oh. which case it was, but. Roll back a little ways, uh, Ruins V Temple. I remember. Wherein 
You don't remember that episode? No, I do remember. Yes. Oh, okay. That was back when we thought it was going to be smart to record a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because surely, I was already on the show recording more episodes at that time. Right. Because surely nothing would happen. That would. <laughs> great. No, keep it in our house for the next oh, nine months. Oh, man. Plus. Uh, yes. So back in 2013, uh, both parks, uh, both Disneyland and Disney and Disney World's Magic Kingdom, uh, unleashed a new holiday theme for their versions of the Jungle Cruise. Uh, Jingle Cruise was a similar attraction. Uh, they, it started out with similar decorations. But over time, the decorations at Disneyland um, overtook those of Disney World. There was a lot more going on, and I'll get into that here. It, for some reason, in 2017, the Jingle Cruise stopped at, at Disneyland. They didn't do it again, which is somewhat contrary to the arguments we all make about another famous overlay at, at uh, the Haunted Mansion. You might have heard of it uh, for the last half hour. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of it. But it's it's the exact opposite situation where they're saying, well, we need to shake this up for the locals. They they just stopped doing it in 2017. The big surprise is that it has not only continued at Walt Disney World, but it continued this year when we thought nothing would be overlaid. Why would we spend more money on it? But they put the Jingle Cruise back in and... Um, Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, it's there right now. They didn't even make wow. a big deal out of it. They didn't announce it. It's it's just it just kind of happened at the beginning of November. Yeah. Wow. So, um, do you want to tell us about it? I would love to tell you about it, Jimmy. Thanks for the for the segue. The story behind the overlay, because uh, all good overlays need a, a, an extra story. Uh, the Jungle Skippers were homesick during the holiday season and decided to recreate some of their favorite holiday traditions and decorations around their outpost. Uh, the festive theme continues onto the ride. Uh, so it starts out in the queue. You're, you see when you're walking up, um, they've generally placed something and some sort of carved I, the letter I over the U. Um, this year, it's a little striped candy cane uh, carved into wood that they've placed over the, the U and the Jungle Cruise sign. So now you know it's the Jingle Cruise. Uh, but you go through the line and you see changes to the decor with Stockings hung around, tinsel, um, a chalkboard describing the New Year's resolutions of the ride skippers. Uh, some of their resolutions. Um, oh, no, I lost oh, it. Oh, we're, technical malfunction. We're back. My, my brain refound re itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we call yeah, that a reboot. 75% passenger return rate. Eat more. Go back to school. Be funny. Smile more. Work on spelling skills with a Z for skills. Uh, wa water plants every ish day overcome fear of passengers <laughs> let's see they have a lot of the the decorations are look like they're just kind of cobbled together from random things that they've found so it's not all completely you know mistletoe everywhere it's just stuff mm -hmm. that is vaguely shiny and festive so it's kind of fun <laughs> uh, when you get onto the ride itself uh the because uh, over time the the rides have kind of changed um i'll i'll, I'll describe both in a, a, a fair amount of detail here not not exhaustive let's hope <laughs> let's hope uh magic kingdom there's there's a lot fewer decorations as i mentioned um a lot of the story here goes that a cargo plane uh, was dropping presents off and it crashed so a whole bunch of presents are strewn around um 
around the ride. So the, the Pygmy Village at Inspiration Falls, there's just a bunch of presents sitting on the ground. At the the camp that the gorillas trashed, one gorilla has a Santa coat on. There's a you know a wreath on the front of the Jeep, things like that. Uh, the Cambodian, uh, the the big Cambodian temple has uh, crates around the entrance with monkeys wearing elf costumes and playing with ribbons and wrapping paper. I'm going to pause right here where I've started because I found something very interesting that I didn't remember hearing from your episode. Trader Sam in the Magic Kingdom is not Trader Sam or was not originally Trader Sam. Hmm. It was Trader Joe. Trader Sam was, yes. Trader Sam was originally called, originally called Chief Nami. Mm. Whoa. Chief Nami came around because in the original script, they didn't want to call him Trader Sam. They wanted him to be related to Trader Sam and his design was, was a little bit different. So, but they wanted the skippers to come up with their own name. So the official script was chief in parentheses name so the skippers hmm. could come <laughs> up with their own name and so skippers being who they are they mm-hmm. just read chief name oh how funny and then they started mispronouncing wow. it chief nami to make it sound more exotic and nobody got the joke for ever mm-hmm. and some sometime in the late 2000s uh, the script was changed so it would be trader sam again interesting that's so funny Really I, weird. I've been going. I, my first trip was in 1999, and my recollection has always been Trader Sam. That's so interesting. But yeah, I don't. I don't recall, and I know I've been on the Jungle Cruise bef- before. I went to, uh, before I went to Disneyland, but I, I. I mean, I don't remember that detail from back then. So yeah, I don't I, know. I actually do remember that my first time going to Disney World in 1985, 96. I remember being, I, I mean, yeah, I do kind of have a memory of them saying Chief Nami and the animatronic looking very different and me going, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense because you're used to Trader Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I'm it honestly didn't bother me, but I was just like, that's weird. Why change that? But yeah, it did. It, it, the name Chief Nami remains in Trader Sam's in Disneyland, where there's a picture of the animatronic with the caption, uh, Trader Sam's cousin. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Great. Where is that at Disneyland? In in Trader Sam's. Uh, in the bar. The bar. Yeah. Wow. One of the pictures in the bar. Oh, I'll have to look for that <laughs> right. when we're in there. That's cool. Um, yes, the, the special holiday offer Trader Samta offers everyone is nice. three of his heads to one of yours. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the crates outside of the shrine. Yes, well, I, I got past that to, oh, okay, to Chief Nami, who is dressed dressed with more festive garb and is Trader Samta. That's cute. Yes. So <laughs> Disneyland is is similar. They obviously don't have a Cambodian temple, um, but they've got uh, let's see the basically the same idea. You know, you've got jingle bells hanging from the tusks of the African elephant. Um, at some points w- during the African savanna, the um, instead of the zebra getting uh, getting that's getting eaten by the family of lions, there's a plastic reindeer, like a, a lawn ornament, plastic reindeer. <laughs> Cute. Uh, other times, zebra for those of you uh, outside of the U.S. Oh yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, there. Other times, it's still the zebra, so that they can they can have the joke. Zebra. <laughs> 
Thanks for looking out for our international <laughs> listeners, Jimmy. Yes. You know, just in case they're they're confused. What? <laughs> they're 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 just so confused, That's and their monocles said. fly off of their face, and they right. say, well, "How? What is this zebra?" By Jove! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so just so people know, every time we say color, it's spelled with a U. Right. Every time. Oh uh, yes. Um. So yeah, they. They do occasionally put the the zebra zebra. Oh my goodness! I'm doing it again. <laughs> just, I'm just Debra fighting <laughs> disaster. The animal that is striped that's being eaten is still in there, so they can have the joke uh, that they're that the family is having their holiday dinner. And how do you carve a animal of that type? White meat, dark meat, white meat, dark meat. <laughs> yeah Cute. so of nice. course this being the jungle cruise there are just puns everywhere uh the they have a sign that's happy new year gnu cute the, the animal <laughs> um let's see we've got uh jokes like uh they, they have a thing for fruitcake uh you know don't give rhinos fruitcake um that's why the rhino is is chasing after the the people climbing up the oh, pole. Oh, because they um, gave him fruitcake. They gave him fruitcake, so now he's mad. The um, Or maybe he wants more. There you go. The tribesmen are are holding fruitcake shields. Um, Schweitzer <laughs> Falls was discovered by Dr. Albert <laughs> Snowfall. Uh, I, I really wanted you to say that Albert Falls has turned into fruitcake. <laughs> Bunch of fruitcake falling continuously. <laughs> Just lumps of fruitcake the falling. The backside I mean, of fruitcakes. Uh, or yeah, batter. It, Just like it's like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's but more be, of what I picture. Just clumps. Yeah. But because we know the waterways at Disneyland, so too would the rivers of America be covered in fruitcake batter. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, Look, Disney. If you're gonna commit to having Christmas everywhere, this right. is how you do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, don't be wa- don't walk through the bamboo forest. You'll be walking in a splinter wonderland. Mm. Oh, 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 that that the, one's delicious. Love it. The, the pile of skulls is uh, that they, they were on the naughty list. Uh. Um, Tribesmen, where the tribesmen are chanting, um, look out, we got carolers here. <laughs> uh, at the end of the ride from one of the videos I saw, it was happy holidays. If you don't celebrate the holidays, uh, boy, is it cold out. <laughs> so the, the final thing, this, this is what I've been waiting for all night and all week after I discovered this list and, and copied it into my brain. <laughs> all of the boats have had their names changed yes, every single have. boat and it's usually with something wow. random like a pair of boxer shorts with the name written and they they you know staple it over the original sign or half of a tire or a uh you know a lifesaver buoy not the candy um mm. random <laughs> pieces of wood or steel the screwed on ring. there so um for for your listening pleasure and viewing, if you close your eyes real hard and imagine <laughs> the lists. Starting with Disneyland, the Amazon Bell has been renamed the Jingle Bell. Congo Queen has been renamed the Congo Caroler or the Candy Cane Queen. Oh. Ganges Gal has been named 
Ganges Garland, or Gingerbread Gal. Hondo Hattie has been renamed the Hondo Holly. And then the Hanukkah Hattie. Nice. Irrawaddy Woman has been renamed the Irrawaddy Snow Woman. That's a clever one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There we go. Kissimmee Kate has been renamed the Yule Kissimmee. Ah, Yule (laughs) Kissimmee. uh, Or Kissimmee Under the Mistletoe. Got it. Uh, Nile Princess. Uh, which, if in case you, do, everybody knows this, that's the one that's wheelchair equipped. Um, oh yeah, it's been renamed the Nile Nutcracker or the Noel Princess. Can I? You're, you're giving oars. Okay. Do they change or? Uh, what, I guess I should say then, because initially it's not or. The first one is what it was originally, and then at some point in its history, it was changed to something uh, else. Got it. Oh, okay, so, yeah. so I should say then, not or. Um, Orinoco Adventurous is the Orinoco Ornament, then was called the Navidad Adventurous. Mm-hmm. Suwanee Lady, a lot of boats, uh, was the Suwanee <laughs> <laughs> Brand. Yeah. <laughs> Suwanee Slay, and then the Sugar Plum Lady. Uh, Ukiyali wow. Una, also wheelchair equipped, renamed Ukiyali Eggnog, and then the Evergreen Una. <laughs> Yangtze Lotus was renamed Yuletide Lotus, only one name. Zambezi Miss was renamed Peppermint Miss during Christmas time. The Magic Kingdom, fewer boats. Oh, interesting. Get ready. Oh, fewer Amaz- boats. Yes. Fewer boats. Uh, Amazon Annie was renamed Eggnog Annie. Bomakandi Bertha was, which is their wheelchair equipped boat, renamed the Burr Bertha. Like cold burr. burr. (laughs) Now I'm just thinking of Mr. Ed. Congo (laughs) Connie, renamed Candy Cane Connie. Ganges Gertie, Garland Gertie. Irrawaddy Irma, Icicle Irma. Uh Mangala Minnie was renamed Mistletoe Millie. Nile Nelly is renamed the Noel Nelly. Orinoco Ida, renamed the Orinoco Coco Ida. Mm. Orinoco, or Coco. Uh, yeah, Orinoco, Orinoco. Oh, that's Coco. an Inya reference. Uh, Ooh, or yes, Inoco of course. F- flow. Yeah, interesting. Enya, you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Root Shuru Ruby was renamed the Reindeer <laughs> Ruby. Senkuru Sadie, Sleigh Ride Sadie, Senegal Sal, Poinsettia Sal, Ukyali Lolly. Yule Log Lolly, Volta Val, Vixen Val, ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naughty. Wamba Wanda, or the reindeer. Uh, wheelchair, <laughs> another wheelchair oh, boat. Probably. She's naughty too. Uh, Wassail Wanda. And the Zambezi Zelda was renamed the Fruitcake Zelda during the holiday overlay. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm surprised there's yeah. less boats at Disney World. Are they bigger boats? Uh, you'd have to uh, refer back to our episode. On, oh, that's right. On show. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, nine, nine, twelve. I think they are bigger boats. Oh no, that's the same. That's the same number. They're just, just uh, not double. I just right. Yeah, I had more words to say. Um, um, yeah, I, th- I seem to remember they're bigger boats in Disney World. Okay. Do you know why? I sorry. Are you good for a question? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that was the that was the uh, the end of the crescendo. The that was, yeah, yes, yes, for sure. That was the apex <laughs> of my description. So, 
they got rid of it at Disneyland, and that seems weird. Do we have right thoughts on that? Like the all of I us. mean, yeah. It, I I'll I'll talk for just a few seconds because you need to time to formulate your your opinion here. I think it's particularly odd because of that argument. Like I said at the beginning, exactly. We need to keep things fresh for all of the people, mm-hmm. and the Jungle Cruise is notoriously almost always the same. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, they sometimes mix it up, especially at night. The skippers will pepper in their own jokes, but I think to me, I think that's it. I because I think at Disneyland. The Jungle Cruise is really about the skippers. Right. So the the irony of it, to your point, is that the the argument has been made that Disney World doesn't do holiday overlays because people go there. It's a once in a lifetime. They're coming from all over the world. They may not celebrate Christmas. And so they want to keep it as the thing. Disneyland has all the holiday overlays because they want to keep it fresh for the people. And arguably, the reason they do it at Disney World is because it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you're really doing is hanging decorations. You're not installing new animatronics. You're not. It's just yeah. you're just you know literally putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> and you're putting tinsel on a crate. Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's just a simple thing to do. So why they don't do it at Disneyland is is a bigger surprise than why they do do it at Disney World. I think it might have ended up being and I'm I kind of remember how people were talking about this in forums at the time. I think it was kind of like we reached breaking point with overlays. Mm. I think it was like just a, a bridge too far. And I think that, which is ironic because I remember I went to Disney world at some point and I was very negative about jingle cruise because of what people were saying about it. And I saw that it was there. I almost didn't go on it at all. Mm. And I was like, okay, well let me at least try, you know? And I loved it. I thought it was because it's kind of a commentary on what overlays are anyway. And I didn't realize that there was a story about the the cargo plane because in my mind it was the skippers have like tried to get the animals to play along, but they're just <laughs> animals, so they're not. <laughs> Which, I like your backstory better, right? I I, I loved say, that. Your story might be more entertaining, but I mean they don't they don't really like they don't tell you. Oh, by the way, uh, you know cargo plane you know they don't like sell you that story so it was easy to just i just assumed that, that was the the point and i thought it was hilarious yeah and i think that is one of those rides whether it's regular jungle cruise or jingle cruise where you it really is about the people mm-hmm. i mean the ride is great and the elephant spraying you with water and the backside of water all of that is really fun but it really is about the people driving yeah. air quotes the boat it is true the That's difference between no and the difference between letting them have you know a little Christmas time and not Christmas time, I think would be yeah, good for them Yeah, mix it up for the cast well. members who are just on repeat. True. Yeah. But yeah, the difference between a really good experience on that ride and one that's not is the skipper. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what absolutely. they're saying is almost irrelevant or what season it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're just right. there to laugh. Well, if you if you do like we might oh. have done and just ride it very drunk, then that's fun too. It's true. And, and on uh, the Disney <laughs> dish, they did a thing where they had everybody on the boat. They told to just laugh uproariously, regardless of what the skipper said. And it, and then it turned into genuine laughter because you're just yeah. having fun. And that was yeah. like the best experience because everybody's having fun and laughing. Yeah. So if you're listening, 
Next time you go on the Jungle Cruise, laugh out loud at everything they say. Everyone will have more fun. Yeah, nothing's worse than a bunch of people who are like... <laughs> I think that, that that kind of goes to how how people should approach these parks in the first place, which is like, mm-hmm. it helps if, so much if you just buy into it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, rather than saying like, I'm going to go on a roller coaster that is inside of a mountain that looks like a Matterhorn. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in the Matterhorn. Why not? Yeah. You That's lose the nothing. Idea. Right. You right. lose nothing by just buying into it. And I have another question too. Eric, were you judging me when I had made an, an Inya reference? No, no, I didn't know what to do with it. I, not, I, I was so focused on the list. My brain could, I, I wanted to have a comment and I couldn't summon a single thing. <laughs> you know, you bring up an interesting point, Dan. I'm, I'm being serious here about Enya. Yeah, let's discuss no, Enya. Um, there's, there are no interesting points about Enya. <laughs> that's, um, well, that's that's what that's what people want from her. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. These theme parks—they're trying to get you to be immersed in the environment, so you are riding on in Mount Everest. You're you are riding in the Matterhorn. That's the whole point. So you should a hundred percent embrace it fully. Like when you hear narration. Say it out loud. Repeat right. it. Be the narrator. Right. You know? Stare into oh. your friend's face and like oh, wow. like to the point where you're wondering why they aren't clapping for you exactly. while you're doing the narration. Yeah, I think it and I, I've I've encountered several people who went to Disneyland for the first time as adults. Mm-hmm. And you know, they know I'm insane for this. And they're like, what should is it good? Like what what do you recommend? And I'm like, just buy into it. The, yeah. Yes, they are singing birds. I know that yep. you don't actually think that nobody's going to judge you. Like you need to just <laughs> leave that part of you need to leave the part of your, yourself that you formed in middle school, like out out of this experience. <laughs> it's just yes, there are ghosts. It is a haunted mansion. And yeah, that's a really interesting way of putting it. Like those are they're not a bunch because if you go in there thinking I'm sitting here watching. 60 year old little mini robots with feathers on them. Singing it's not going it, it, to, you're not, not going to, it's not, yeah. you're not going to meet it where it's trying to meet you. And I understand if people are used to, you know, a roller coaster where it's a very, it's very clear what's supposed to, what you're supposed to be feeling. I understand if you're not, you know, if you're expecting it to like grab you and go, this is the point of this, it's never going to reach you. And I think that that's why some people have difficulty with it. You really, they need cast members to give you a card at the entrance to the Tiki room with just a, it's just a little card and written on it. Childish glee. Yeah. (laughs) You know, haunted mansion, a little, a little spooked, but then you'll have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's you and really you lose nothing by just, and it's not like you're it's not like you're playing pretend it's not it's nothing like that it's just i'm going to give a little 10% of okay i think this is what they're trying to do let me just i'm going to try to meet it at that place yeah and and back to the point sorry christy that that you know you you're in this tropical environment you're learning about tiki gods you walk in and these 100 different animals and and birds and flowers are singing to you that that that's just a totally different approach. You're absolutely right, Dan. I, I love this idea. Well, and that's why, and I'm not joking about this at all. When I go, when I have gone and when I will go with people for the first time to Disneyland or magic kingdom, 
I take them to the tiki room and I give them the tiki room challenge. I don't tell them that I'm doing that. Right. But like their reaction to that will tell me how the rest of the day is going to go with this person. Right. The tiki room litmus test. <laughs> right. I just think it goes back to the fast pass thing we were talking about way back at the beginning of the show in that if you buy into the fast pass and you just want to power through all the rides and it's just going to be, I want to go on this, 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 and this today, then expect that's what you're going to do. But if you want to do what you guys are saying and go to this ride, mm -hmm. stand in the line, be immersed in that moment, ride the ride, and then take two steps next door and jump into the next queue and experience that. I do think you'll have. A yeah. Much and I think time. not just making those choices to, and this, this is a very improv -y thing, I, I, I guess, but you lose nothing by just making those choices to say, well, yes. And I guess to the thing, but you also by like not doing that, you're kind of deciding that you might have a bad day. Yeah. And, and I think it brings me back to that point about Disney world now during COVID and, and sort of what I wrote about, I'm, I may be repeating myself, so forgive me, but it's Christy, it's the word experience that you brought up. You can go and execute, or you can go and experience. And I think the difference between right. what we're talking about is you can execute or do a thing or go on a thing or write a thing, or you can experience an attraction or experience this environment. And that's what's being taken away right now, Eric, right. you know, with, with everything and restrictions and you're not experiencing the haunted mansion. You're going on it. You're going on a conveyor belt. You're not experiencing this attraction. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, once you're on, True. Right now, once you're on the Haunted Mansion, it's it's great. Once you're on a lot of these rides, it's great. But it's it does detract from so much walking through a room that used to be like part two, part part one, part three. I don't know. You start out with that that great queue experience, regardless of which coast it sets you up. Mm -hmm. You get inside that front room with the 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 portrait. Dorian Gray style portrait and you hear the beginning narration that sets you up. Then you go into the next room and crazy things are happening and it gets you even more amped up walking through that room slowly and hearing the loop and realizing that the line's moving just fast enough. You can't hear enough of what right. is going on in the stretching room. It, it really detracts from it. Well, yeah, it's and, hard. It's hard to do the narration with the narration. That's you don't right. know oh gosh. Point, yeah. You know what point it's at. Well, and you're like, do I, do I stand here and wait for the loop to start over? Cause what <laughs> well what everyone wants you to but <laughs> right. you can't but outside of haunted mansion and maybe a couple other exceptions right. that's what fast pass does is it takes that away from you so you're, you're not experiencing the things you're just it rushing does. through them but i think we've made our point mm -hmm. so let's yeah are we done with jingle cruise Sorry. yeah sure well done eric that's very nice Woo. how about uh hey, Jimmy, you what? know what i'd like to hear what i'd like to hear about ghost galaxy <sighs> so here's the thing uh, it's fine. We talked about <laughs> Ghost Galaxy on the on the actual Space Mountain episode, and it's not a Christmas overlay; it's a holiday overlay. So when we were talking about holiday overlays, we're like, "I'll do Ghost Galaxy." Halloween's a holiday. And Halloween is a holiday, and so Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy was a seasonal Halloween overlay of Space Mountain at Hong Kong, Dis Hong Kong Disneyland, and current at Disneyland. Current in air quotes. It first premiered at Hong Kong Disneyland in 2007 and premiered at Disneyland in Anaheim on September 25th, 2009 as part of a Halloween time. 
The latter makes use of effects previously used for the Rockin' Space Mountain overlay. More on that. Listen to our <laughs> Space Mountain episode. <laughs> Wish I had Rockin'. that shredding guitar sound ready. <laughs> yeah. So, inside the spaceport, the panel screen at the front of the station has been changed to reflect the overlay as well. While viewing the planet, a green storm appears over the planet, causing interruptions to the video feed. Static appears, then a blue screen, reminiscent of the Windows blue screen of death, saying signal lost, searching, and signal established. On the attraction itself, the approach to the Lift Hill portal takes place in darkness with ominous music. As the score builds, a skeletal nebula creature, nicknamed Bob by cast members, begins to take shape in the center of the portal to space. Grabbing the frame, it unleashes a shock of energy and the rockets take off. The creature sees our rockets and begins to pursue us throughout the attraction until we jump through the return portal back to the station, though not before one last jump scare with the creature's face. Outside the dome, five projections play with several Halloween-themed color schemes appearing between these projection shows. The first projection shows the dome becoming a dull gray and cracks begin forming on it. The dome then collapses and a green grid appears shortly after the dome is reconstructed. The second projection shows something pushing on the dome from the inside. The third projection shows yellow scratch marks appearing on the dome. The fourth projection shows lightning bolts shooting up the left side of the dome, then the right, then the middle, and finally the entire dome itself. And finally, the last projection shows the dome being turned into a radar with red blotches appearing on the dome, presumably showing activity of the nebula ghosts. And th- nice. And this is next to... Yes, yeah, next to the t- extraterrestrial, uh, that right, alien encounter. This is probably the second scariest ride in a Disney park. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. I love it. It's pretty I scary. I love it. See, yes. you did plenty of research there, Jimmy. I, I had no <laughs> extreme <Thank> research. <laughs> I had no idea that it started in Hong Kong. Yep. 2007. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard from Jimmy. Yeah, it, it, you know, guys, it, it this is another one of those <laughs> examples like Jingle Cruise that it's a real easy overlay. Like it's projections and projection mapping. It's something you can do, and and right. we'll get to it. But they could do it for Christmas too. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, you could tell us again why it's easy for them to do the projections. Uh, uh... Your attention, please. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's time to take a break from the action we have with us here in the Ears Up TSR Studios, the one, the only. You heard about him on our last episode, but not from him. He's here to tell his story, the Frito Bandito. Welcome. Oh, 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 I'm terribly sorry. My, I suppose my people didn't get to you. I don't go by that name anymore. It's horribly offensive. Oh, oh, am, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess we did talk about that in the last episode. Yeah, you're right. I'm, yes, I apologize. I, I've illegally changed my name to the Snack Chip Criminal. And if you could just, I mean, if you, you could just call me Snacky, Snack Chip I just that other name. It's a different. It's 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 not me anymore. I'm a different person now. Snacky. Okay. So are I mean are are you still are you still a criminal? 
oh yes, I'm still a criminal. I still, I steal snack chips. I've branched out from just Fritos. I, I like to steal Pringles. I enjoy stealing, uh, those little snack, uh, cases of Fruit Loops. Oh. Uh, mothers, mothers who make, uh, uh, little baggies of Cheerios. I love those. I like to steal them. It's literally like stealing from a child. Oh wow! You know where I see a lot of those is uh, is at at like Disney parks. Moms always like to bring a little baggie of of like chips for their kids and stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know when when the child's looking away, it's dazzled by Goofy or whatever. I just go zoink, and I just you know go and I enjoy my delicious snack. You know I don't. I used to go on and on about you know a six shooter and pesos, and I thought then you know I just it's just not. It's a different time, and I, I just want to apologize for everybody, to everybody for for you know putting that out into the ether. It's so you're apologizing for for the the uh, insensitive stereotype, but not for the theft of uh for for lack of a better term, candy from babies. Oh no! I mean, crime runs in my family. I come from the Hamburglers. My cousin, uh, we went to crime school together. Um, it's you know, it's 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 it, oh. it's just in in my blood, you know. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, well, well. That's thank you for for clearing that up, um, and thank you for your time here. I, I mean, if it's not too much, I, I would like to talk a little bit about your your previous uh history your you know your, yes. your breadth of work in the the old days mm, yes. um, representing the frito-lay company well it, it was a real stretch when we went to color you know um i had to spend more time in the makeup chair and you know that's fine it was it's a, it's a product that i believe in i still like to steal them um it's just that horribly offensive the way that they they they, they played me the, the tape of they said here's mel blank we want you to talk just like him. <laughs> so, and it took me years to unlearn it. I worked with a speech therapist and, you know, I've moved on and, you know, it, it's, it's funny you mention the, uh, the theme parks because I have discovered that one of the best places to steal uh, delicious snacks is at theme parks specifically. Um, I mean, any theme park will do, but um, I found that the snacks are especially delightful to steal when you go to a Disney park. And what I like to do that I found, there's this wonderful company out there that will help you plan your trip to Really, any theme park, but I mean, Disney is kind of a thing. I mean, they are called concierge, dot, and their website is concierge.com. So, you know, they're kind of oh, leaning okay. in to the ears thing, just the way I used to lean in to, you know, the things that I used to lean into. The, the particular bit. brand that you represented. Right. And let's let's talk more about that. I mean, were you around when, uh, when Pepsi purchased Frito-Lay? And became PepsiCo. Can you talk a little bit more about that that rough transition time? Oh, it was my idea. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes. Okay, so you yes. were in charge of the merger. Well, I you know I took kind of a hands off approach. I was really more the idea person. I found that I'm not necessarily good in a leadership role because you know criminal. So um, my sort of happy. Sp- space is like you know second or third in command with you know a large microphone so to speak you know Hmm. oh interesting okay okay yes um well that's uh that's that is uh very interesting 
Um, can you can you talk more about how you uh, you I mean, if you if you are the, the man in the chair with the microphone, how did you motivate the rest of your uh, your team as you went through that that difficult transition time? Well, it's all in my book, actually, and I'm working on it. So I don't want to give out any trade secrets, so to speak. But if you, you know, keep an eye on uh, my Etsy page, it's Etsy.com uh, slash uh, Hamburglar. I'm just using I'm using his Etsy. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, he's not doing anything with it. Uh, him and Grimace's um, knitting um, business just really didn't go anywhere. Um but before you go there, you might want to call 856-OUR-EARS, dear listener, so that you can plan your next Disney vacation. They'll take care of all the ridiculous uh, tomfoolery, or as, as someone said in the previous episode, all of the Michigas. It's such a fun word. It's so fun. Oh, that's, that's interesting. It kind of sounds like you're in- encouraging our listeners to use an expert travel planning service uh, that that is staffed by individuals who have had years with with travel with travel planning in particular, and also years working for the Disney company itself uh, to to drive people to these parks so that you can steal their children's food. That's correct, and you know, you definitely when you want to you want to plan your vacation well. You want to have the experts there, and then when you get on your vacation, you want to hold your snacks very very loosely so that I can come and take them from you. Huh. Okay. Uh, remember, listeners, if you do go to Disney parks, perhaps you should, uh, I don't know, uh, plan on uh, getting some dining reservations at some of Disney's many sit-down restaurants rather than allow your children to go walk around the park with loose snacks. And if you do go to a sit-down restaurant, make sure to get something in a to-go bag. So you got all the angles covered, huh? Oh, I've thought this through. Oh, you're a piece of work. I sure am. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I have one last question for you, I suppose. I, I mean, you've you've totally changed my perception of you and of the Frito-Lay company. Uh, can I, I hesitate to ask this, but can can you get me Grimace's autograph? It's right here. Hmm. I've seen you in game night, Eric. I, I'm, I'm prepared. Oh, well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. Uh, go to concierge, take your children to theme parks, and... And hold um, your snacks very loosely. Yes. Thank you for being on our show, sir. Good day. leading to something um, well yeah what was the previous thing that had it uh try to find it i don't know it's a certain different version of space mountain 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm staying with this bit. I know okay. it's already said. <laughs> uh, green storm appears with a planet. Nope. Or, 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 there's another thing that happened there that got the projections in there. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on, Eric, start now. <laughs> the the first premiered at Hong Kong Disneyland 2007, premiered at Disneyland 2009, a part of a holiday. The latter makes use of effects previously used for Rock and Space Mountain. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. If you can splice that in, Eric, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's perfect. Yeah, that's that's what I'll do. <laughs> I think he's going to make a better choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there'll be a better choice there. <laughs> full of yeah. crystals. Um, I'm going to... So I'm full of hot takes for this episode. Go ahead. This might be a hot take. I think it should always be Ghost Galaxy. Whoa. What? I mean, they should gussy it up. They should make it feel more, you know, permanent because there's still that overlay feeling to it. Um, but yeah, I love that genre of scary haunted ghost ship thing. And yeah, I, I can't deal with it ever since event horizon in movie form. Um, but it's awesome. It's super terrifying and it's actually scary, which I think Disneyland needs. Um, you know, I'm going to support that statement and here's why. Yeah. Space Mountain doesn't have a theme. Right. Other it's than space. you're going to space. Right. And, and before, you- the, before they added the music, like it was just yeah. space ride. That's right. It's roller coaster type ride in the dark. Like that's what it is. Yep. And there's no theme to it. Tomorrowland is broken anyway, as we've, Mm -hmm. you know, we've explored, you know, ad nauseum. So if you have Ghost Galaxy all the time, it doesn't matter if it fits into Tomorrowland or not, because it still could be futuristic space where you're flying. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Ghost Galaxy all the time. And then... On the East Coast, uh, at Walt Disney World, you you bring back the sh- safety spiel uh, starring Mario Lopez. Because um, oh. <laughs> that had a theme. We didn't yeah. talk about that in that episode. <laughs> We're really going to have to like start that. relitigating these shows. <laughs> oh. but, but how? We would need some sort of appellate court. Oh, hmm. interesting. I wonder what you're leading to, if you're leading yes. to anything, which you are clearly not. Supreme Appalachia. Wait. <laughs> Supreme uh, Appalachia. Oh right. boy. I don't I don't want to know about Supreme Appalachia. They're say. banjos. I don't want to know. No. Uh, it, it's similar to Supreme Apple Court, hey, which is, uh, is a comparison of Apple Dumplin' Gang and the Apple Dumplin' Gang rides again. A new podcast series starting on Ears Up. That's April. <laughs> I should uh, not. You see, not nuts. <laughs> Uh, all right so what do we think we we, i think we've explored this enough um and it's a fun overlay and it should be there all the time so Mm -hmm. let's talk about small world holiday oh yes we should as a matter of fact um hold on let me get on my um thinking glasses (laughs) (laughs) okay oh wow my memory glasses <laughs> My inherent knowledge spectacles. <laughs> let's, let's power them up. <laughs> Just open up on. a new uh, memory tab. Um, okay, so <laughs> so this has been happening 
small world holiday since 1997. Um, and I get irritation about this, but I have a pretty, I have a pretty solid, I mean, you listen to the show, pretty solid. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so the, the, <laughs> the attraction closes in late October and then it reopens in early November before the start of the busy holiday tourist season. Um, and then it stays open until late January where it closes to remove the holiday overlay and return to classic. It's a small world in early February. Or as I used to say as a child, featherweary. Um, <laughs> the main the main theme song is not played in full. I'm sorry. Instead, the children <laughs> sing Jingle Bells and a Bridge of Deck the Halls in addition to the main theme. Now, during the 2019 holiday season, Disney Imagineering added three new scents mm. that's as in smells mm-hmm. on not three pennies for UNICEF. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on small world holiday. Um, the European room always had a peppermint gingerbread scent, but they added uh, cherry blossoms in Asia, mm-hmm. cinnamon in South America and coconuts in the South seas. Nice. Now the ride itself using format from previous shows, as you approach the facade, you hear what's that? A familiar tune. It's it's a small world. Oh, I thought you were going to say Inagata de Vida. Uh, Orinoco Flow <laughs> by Inigata. Shredding oh. <laughs> guitar. Um, and you also hear jingle bells because Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you load in your delightful little boat and you go into the hello, hello room, which now has happy holiday signs. The Antarctica room which is now the North Pole featuring Santa playing a saxophone. Um, the Chinese, that's not true. He's actually, he's reading his naughty and nice list, list and going back and forth and it's a silhouette, but it looks like he's playing a saxophone. Look it up. YouTube. Oh, got it. Um, <laughs> and you got your Chinese New Year, uh, Jungle Jangles and Feliz Navidad. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. Why did I- <laughs> North America. Uh, <laughs> North Jangles. America. I don't know. What? Maybe I'm having a stroke. Uh, North American <laughs> room. <smell> coast. <laughs> North American room. Uh, you are in a country Christmas. And then you enter the finale room and you hear deck the halls. Everything is decorated in white garland and lights hang from the roof. Because as I've speculated many times to people as I ride this ride, the finale room is when everyone dies and has gone to heaven. Um, that tracks. Right? That tracks. Right? It totally does. All, all your yeah. friends have died and they're in heaven now. It's all white. All of your animatronic dead-eyed friends have right. died and gone yep. to heaven. And now we can finally have the utopian future that uh, that Gene Roddenberry imagined in Star Trek, mm-hmm. but uh, in heaven. It's, yes. Yeah. 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 There we go. And <laughs> I don't know where you are. Everybody's an instant. I don't know if you're a part of heaven. That's just, but I don't know. If it's, you look down and your shirt turned white... Then, yes, then you're, you also then died. You've also died. <laughs> you're also in heaven with all the doll children. Um, and then you exit through the goodbye room where postcards have been replaced with Christmas cards. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, what do they do to the outside? Probably something really tasteful, right? And subdued. Because <laughs> I've listened to you on all these shows before. And you like subtlety. And uh, you really enjoy when something isn't <laughs> obvious and overdone. And I say to you... 
well, there's almost 1 million lights that are included during the holiday. The clock has a Santa hat and some white garland and wreaths hang along the doors to the clock numerals. This thing at night is the Griswold's house. (laughs) Totally. Uh, The bushes have lights in them. And there's a projection show that they added recently that happens every 30 minutes. Now, this projection show is... It's projection mapping. Shows the children pushing from the inside trying to get out. It's a delightful holiday adventure. That's it, right? Uh, No, it's the typical schmaltzy Christmas crap, but it's it's well done, and it's the the (laughs) technology is impressive. And it also operates as like a minor attraction, like a Vegas fountain where people can like, oh, hey, let's go watch this thing. And, you know, it gives people something to do, which is fun. And even better, it's the same show every time. So you don't get these weirdos. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. So you don't get these weirdos who are like, well, we got to see the 830 show or you got to see the the 10 10 o'clock show because it has an appearance from Olaf or something. Nope. Same thing. Same thing every (laughs) year. Same thing every time. So it gives people something to do, but it doesn't give them something to obsess about. And it's the perfect, like, happy spot for Disney people. So uh, this is not. So you see it and forget yeah, it. This is not a uh, Klondike Frito kid situation. No, no, it is. That's, <laughs> it is. It's. It's a solution to that very problem that we talked about. Okay. And the animation is similar to the animation in everyone's favorite uh, World of Color show, Celebrate. Um, it, you know, it's kind of barely three D. It's very cartoony. And whereas it didn't fit in that show, which I have a theory for, but involves dirty words, um, Mm. it does fit (laughs) here because these are toy children. Yeah. Now, here's some fun facts. In the Japan room, uh, the fireworks from Main Street Electrical Parade to Honor America can from to Honor America can be seen. (gasps) What? Yep. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome. And in another pan section. That's what it says. That's what it says in the in, in, in the, the notes in your, that are in my head that are kind of somewhat memory. racist <laughs> based on the person right. I copied and pasted from. <laughs> uh, another oh fun fact. Uh, this is from this is from a YouTube user who I won't embarrass by saying their name. Is it just me? Or did the sky get darker when the lights turned on? <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a real question, and the answer is no. That's just how <laughs> eyes work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but so. I would argue if we were arguing and I'm not trying to say that we should and we shouldn't. Yes, we should. (laughs) (laughs) That I think this is. I agree. Contention. The it's it's, it does what holiday overlay should do in a lot of really good ways, because first of all, everyone, a lot of people hate this ride Mm -hmm. because it's repetitive and because it's like kind of saccharine and like, too much and this takes how people like me feel about the christmas holiday seasons and it puts it into this ride so that you also get to feel that 
and it brings people to this. That's, that's the, that's the cynical version. The not cynical version is that it gives you a reason to go on this thing that you wouldn't normally probably go on. Yes. It's repetitive, but they add in two songs and it's gloriously tacky. Mm -hmm. It is so over the top that like, they should be giving insulin shots before you go on this thing. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Like it is, it, 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 <laughs> it, yes. And what small world is so perfectly that you kind of have to love it for being <laughs> as over the top as it is. And I have licked it. Whoa. Because what? I found What? What? You have licked it? <laughs> I thought he said he licked it too. I'm like, don't lick it. I did. Uh, well, the first year. Certainly not in these days. Well, not now. Especially not now. I wouldn't. I was about to say I wouldn't now, but I don't know that that's true. Um, yeah, the first year I saw the lighting ceremony. And first of all, I wrote it during the day and I was just like, oh, yes, this is awesome. And then they lit it and I saw it and I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. I want to lick it. And then it might have turned into a dare, but there's a spot that you can reach. Okay. okay. So well, he did say that. Lick. Okay. We're, yeah, we're in did. agreement here. I thought he okay. was. I licked Small World Holiday. And I, okay. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, not all yeah, of it. So it's a small section. We got it. It's, okay. It was, yeah, got it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't sensual or anything. It was like, look, I did it. <laughs> okay, so before we before we all sort of decide, uh, maybe not a winner, but just kind of talk about what we think is the best overlay. Uh, what are some other overlays that we think they could do that they haven't done? Like, for example, uh, Star Tours. You instead of going to Endor or going to wherever, you go to Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. How about how about um, greater moments with Mr. Lincoln mm -hmm. or great moments with Mr. Santa? Yes. Yeah. And they dress uh, him up as Santa Claus, and he still gives the same speech. Yeah. But there's, there's a Christmas tree on stage, and then <laughs> the eight people that are <laughs> that would already be the audience have a chance to sit on animatronic Lincoln's lap and tell <laughs> tell them what they, oh, what okay. they want. And yep. you could give stock answers like, oh, that's interesting. Or, <laughs> and they could like look at you and blink. <laughs> oh, man. Does he yeah. say, what do you it's want, like, little yeah. girl? What would, what would you like, oh, young okay. citizen? <laughs> ah, citizen. Yeah. Even better. So, yeah. And so it's Abe and, and it's the same animatronic. Yep. They just put a black beard or a white beard over with the Santa hat and a suit. And, yeah, and a fat suit. Yeah, and he gives the same speech. So it's speech. it's the world has never had a good <laughs> definition of the word holiday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and at the end, instead of the projection of like the Capitol building, or the Capitol building's still there, but you see like Santa like driving his sleigh off in the distance and mm -hmm. there's snow. <laughs> you can bring the foam machines back from Main Street. Like his silhouette yeah. in the moon. We all declare for holiday. <laughs> but, in, but in using the same <laughs> word, we do not always mean the same thing. And that's true. 
Exactly. Oh, oh that's deep. It gotcha. works. It totally works. Yeah. It's pretty uh, deep. Uh, the Melakaliki Tiki Room. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. See, I, I went. I went somewhat more generic with Walt Disney's festive tiki room. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, <laughs> I like that. That's good. I like it. And it, it nothing yeah, has changed I, except the tiki got the, the the drumming guys have candy canes for sticks and uh, their hats on oh, the birds nice. and tinsel on the flowers. Same mm. exact show. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I, how about uh, they can change nice. teacups into the uh, Hungry Uncle party where <laughs> you're spinning around <laughs> and they have a cast member shouting like ridiculous conspiracy theories at you. Yeah, and you get you get a tiny little airline bottle of your liquor yep. of choice before you get on. <laughs> so you start to understand the conspiracy. Yeah. They start to make more sense the faster you right. go. And then right when you get to that point where, where you're like, I – no, he's wrong, but that sounds possible. They just end the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, who are we kidding though? That's like it, Space Mountain <laughs> oh, would totally goodness. be a Mandalorian overlay at this point, <laughs> and like there's projection mapping yes. of uh, of uh, the the guy Moff Gideon with the dark saber as you go by, and yeah, that's what it is. Sorry, but he has a We're Santa not- hat on because it's the holiday overlay of the Mandalorian Mountain. <laughs> Yeah, the Mandalorian Mountain, of course. <laughs> oh my God, the alliteration is priceless. Uh, so, of course. Pirates of the Caribbean, where the chase scene has re- been replaced with elves, they're go- running after like presents. They're in the workshop, and the auctioneers replaced with Santa. He's he's auctioning Christmas. <laughs> he's auctioning Christmas booty. Mm. <laughs> oh, Perfect. That's perfect. The dog at the end is replaced with a reindeer with a glowing red nose. Oh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's yeah. Run uh, th- that takes you to the North Pole because it's got a rich deposit of coaxium. <laughs> <laughs> Which runs the sleigh, of course, and will save Christmas. Yes, exactly. Sea Elf. See, yes. Yeah, I came up with Yuletide with the Yeti. Oh, so yeah. Instead of taking a swipe at your car, Ooh. he just throws presents. Well, and I'm thinking too that there can be like a pile of presents below him, which makes a good reason uh, for him not to want to like stomp yes. on them. Totally. <laughs> to come and get you. Correct. Be careful. Because that's what he really wants. Right. <laughs> yeah. And everything's from the frozen <laughs> food. <laughs> you get bird's eye bird's to sponsor. Eye, totally smart. Um, yeah, or DiGiorno. I'm so okay. we did have in our in our group chat. We did go over some ideas that I think we've all forgotten. But no, I something. just read them all. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I read all mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was at work when you were doing that, oh, and uh, so I didn't participate. But uh, Stitch is great Hanukkah. Oh. Yeah. I like that. He he appears in the center of the room and and teaches everyone about the dreidel. Hanukkah means miracles. <laughs> miracles means... <laughs> uh, how about... Uh, he could sing dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. There we go. <laughs> it works. And then a... a, a or a hot chili dog scented belch. Mm. Yes. Because that's inherently funny. Oh, that, absolutely. So some things that I've recovered <laughs> from that is uh, Snow White's scary uh, love actually journey. Mm. Um, Storybook oh. land can just be called Toyland, and no one would bat an eye. That's true. 
Yep. Uh, they could change Space wait, Mountain. Wait, yeah. yeah. Buzz in Toyland. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Oh. They could change Space Mountain to go. Grandma Got bon- Run Over by a Spaceship, and the song mm. is cranked. Yep. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Tickle Me Elmo. Wait, Dan, wait, wait. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, but it's it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of it. Grandma got run over. God, I hope that exists. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Oh, man. I think we could do the Thunder Mountain. Instead of Thunder Mountain Railroad, we just do the Polar Express. Oh, yeah. Yep. We just change it to the Polar Express. We get Tom Hanks or his brother to (laughs) voice everything. We're good to go. Yep. The goat like has it. a candy cane instead of dynamite. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. It writes Hello. itself. Yes. Disney, uh, get your act together. I yep. know. The totally. possums can all wear Santa hats. Yeah. I mean, it's just as easy to do that at Thunder Mountain as it is for Jungle Cruise, right? Just replace <laughs> yeah. things with things. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you put some Christmas trees in the in Rainbow Ridge at the end. I think I think we've actually I think you've stumbled onto a probably more concise description of what an overlay is replacing things with things that's what an overlay is <laughs> good point well done holiday replacing related things. things with things yes yeah. good job how about living with the land merry and bright nights <laughs> no we're supposed to do made up ones. yeah that's that's a real that's a real one uh, what <laughs> we did that last year at epcot Why? and this year at epcot what is it? <laughs> it's it's very literally an overlay. It's a bunch of Christmas lights and presents and light up ornament, like giant ornaments in the greenhouse portion. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that tunnel after you see all the fish in the tanks mm-hmm. um, has a bunch of LEDs. So it's all uh, festive. Do the fish have and little good. Rudolph noses on them? <laughs> Probably. And antlers. Absolutely. <laughs> and antlers. Through the miracle of science. It's almost <laughs> as though the Imagineers that came up with that should have gone on journey into your imagination to figure out how to be oh, imaginative. God. Yeah, right? The irony of that ride. Wow. <laughs> the journey into your imagination has yeah. no imagination. Because um, that's the only way you're getting through it is just imagine <laughs> something else is happening. Oh, look, a toilet on the ceiling. That, That's uh, not where toilets go, Eric. <laughs> that, um, well, if you use your imagination, it is. Oh, um, well, now I get it. So, <laughs> Eric, that little section the with the fish, you know, the fish farm, the aqua, aqua farming, whatever it is, uh, aquaculture. So that scene, you know, we all love hidden Mickeys, but that hallway <laughs> has like 12, quote unquote, hidden Mickeys. It's like, it's a totally Big Ben Parliament moment where you're like, on some like, ooh, ooh, there's a hidden Mickey. <laughs> and that tunnel alone, there's like, there's a hidden Mickey. There's a hidden Mickey. And by the end of the, the hallway, there's there's like <laughs> seriously like 12 hidden Mickeys in that thing. Anyway, You're sorry. on a slow mood moving boat ride in a room that's lit with like dim red light. And there's nothing to see for most of it because half the tanks are empty. Empty, yep. And there's a lot of stretches right. of just raked sand in between things. So what else are they going to do? Uh... <laughs> Just make sure after you finish using the hose, you got to put it back in the Mickey shape or Glenn gets upset. Yeah. Mm. And there's wire mesh that's shaped like Mickey. There's one that's shaped like Minnie. And then they're like, what do we do with all this, all this lettuce? Mickey. <laughs> Get a Mickey. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's sad. I know we kind of left this behind a little bit, but it's sad that 
universe of energy is closed because they can do they could make universe of pent up frustration. Oh, which is energy? Oh, it's a it's form true. of energy. Yeah, the universe yeah. of pent up frustration. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, could you just oh, say thank man. you? <laughs> you know what? You know the irony of that. If there was yeah. a fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> that sells yes. out at 905 okay so any other ideas for other overlays um i have an idea but it's not an overlay i think that if anyone wants to get anyone in their family or their friends or a professional uh you know uh acquaintance a gift that they will n- they will never forget and they will talk about forever and they will remember forever they should go to steve gutenberg's cameo oh yeah yeah is he a new oh, yet? doesn't yet and they can for a very reasonable price get steve gutenberg star of Twi- uh, tower of terror tower of terror star of uh police academy movies star one of the three titular men baby. three, three, men, men, and from three men and a baby from the three men in the little un- universe um <laughs> three um recently he was a judge he's on a holy judge on holy moly fans of that so go three over men to- in a little cinematic <laughs> universe <laughs> uh three men on the no, it's island be a of little, misfit toys. A little yeah. island of misfit little island Oh, little I go over support toys. Steve Gutenberg. We're not getting paid by him, but <laughs> hoping, hoping he hears about this and wants to be a guest on the show. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, thank you, Mr. Gutenberg, uh, in advance of your appearance on our show. Um, what do we think, based on what we've heard, the current overlays, what do we think is the best overlay you know honestly for me it is the haunted mansion i understand everything everyone is saying but it is the only place in the parks that i can see my one of my favorite movies even if it's only for a small time 60 days i think it's more than whatever it is yeah it's it's a while my favorite well right but i can go i can see my favorite movie characters in a way i can never see them anywhere else so until they open a ride that is Nightmare Before Christmas, that will continue to be my favorite. Eric, what's the best overlay? Uh, it's obviously the Jingle Cruise. Uh, which... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to ask a series of questions. So what do you think is the best executed overlay? Chief Name. Hmm. Best executed. Oh, that's... <sighs> Because, and I'm putting you on the spot, but what I'm getting at, and I'm leading, so forgive me, an overlay in the sense of the term we're using it alters the ride. And into my mind, Haunted Mansion Holiday alters the ride in the most complete way. It changes the ride to a point where it's like a different ride. Mm -hmm. Whereas the others we talked about, maybe with the exception of Ghost Galaxy, maybe, but it just alters the ride in a way. It's the same ride with some different aspects. But Haunted Mansion Holiday is a completely different attraction for the most part, right? It it more it changes the attraction more than the others. So to my mind, that does the overlay the best. It's certainly the most impressive, I think. Right. And that's that's another way of saying what I'm trying to say. 
Well, but uh, I don't know that. Be- I think best is different for people, and I'm setting aside yeah. the takes away on a mansion thing. Right. Um, I think I really think Ghost Galaxy is the one because it adds a story where there wasn't a story. Sure. Um. It's not me. It's maybe not the best executed in its current form, but it certainly has the most potential. But I know that's not really mm-hmm. the question. Well, I'm um, making these up as I go. Yeah, um, I think it. I think it definitely. I think it actually enhances the ride. Agreed. And it may, while making it a kind of different ride, but still essentially the same ride. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a roller coaster type ride in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ghost Galaxy. I yeah, I, it's interesting. Yeah. I think that like the granddaddy of them all, of course, is Small World Holiday, and I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's it's ridiculous, and I love ridiculous things. Um, but Ghost Galaxy, like when I went recent, no, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, there was a time when I went and I found out that Ghost Galaxy might be there. And I was just so much more excited. This answers the question I was going to ask next, but I think we've already answered it. What is the overlay that should be all year? Yeah. And I think that's Ghost Galaxy. Do you agree, Christian and Eric? Yeah, it sounds like, well, and I've seen Ghost Galaxy, and I will say it was scary, scary, scary. But I love the fact that it did put a story where there really isn't one. So, yeah, I would say that would be awesome to see there all year. And then some improvements. In, in some ways, Guardians of the Galaxy is the overlay that stayed all year. I, mm. <laughs> I, I know we talked about it briefly during that episode where they it, everyone looked at it initially as an overlay and it, it yeah. was significantly more. But That's a good point. It, it, it is the ultimate imagine. overlay, isn't it? Uh, true, it's but it's permanent yeah. and the ultimate. It, it fundamentally changed the ride in all of the ways other than it goes up and down. Right. Um where Haunted Mansion right. Holiday still keeps it has c- clever or maybe not so clever nods to the original ride in in, in a lot of different ways. Um, uh, it, once again, we, we continue not talking about um, Country Bear Jamborees overlay. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get we, to it. we should, to we should about talk it. about that someday we'll to it. at some point. And, and that's, that's one of those things. If you're going to do Jingle Cruise at Disney World, why don't you do the Country Bear Christmas? I mean, for... For the it's, love of God, just yeah. Do it. Uh, if we're gonna pay, pay attention to Guardians of the Galaxy as an overlay of sorts, then I gotta throw into the the match here, uh, Monsters Inc. as Ooh. salvaging <laughs> superstar limo, arguably the worst thing that humanity has ever done to itself. I mean, re reskinning animatronics yeah, basically cheaply that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is the overlay of Superstar Limo, which we'll have to cover <laughs> somehow at some point. Listener, if you can think of an equivalent, <laughs> this is of, a real question. This is it's- a real question. If you can think of an equivalent <laughs> at Disney World that is as short-lived and maligned as Superstar Limo, please send in your comments because we can't figure it out. And it but needs to be the- comparable because I understand food rocks. I I get that, but I yeah. I, I have to say once again. You could walk out of that show. That's you could true. not walk off of Superstar Limo. Well, you were yeah. literally strapped down. <laughs> All right. So the most rewritable overlay. Uh, Jingle Cruise because of the skippers. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, good point. Yeah, absolutely. And there's all that room for improv. The most ghosty overlay. <laughs> Jingle crew. Um, all right. Oh, we actually, actually, <laughs> Small World Holiday because they're all dead at the end. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're all dead. But in heaven. Yeah, but in heaven. Dead eyes. That's anyway. why. There are all the balloons and roller coasters. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered it, everybody. Uh, unless anybody else has anything they want to add. Um, yeah, no. Awesome. No, yeah. Thank awesome. you. And, thank and you, listen, you, everyone you. out there, we, we wanted to celebrate the holidays. It's been a difficult year in 2020. Um, we all love each other here. We love these parks. We love to celebrate them and talk about them. So hopefully you enjoy doing the same. Uh, we want to talk about our other shows on the Yupu. That's the Ears Up Extended Podcast Universe or Yupu. That's uh, Ears Up. Ears Up In-Depth. Banter, Beskar, and Banthamilk, which will have... Uh, be too late for you to listen to their <laughs> season finale of <laughs> The Mandalorian, which I list- watched today, and it is awesome. Build a time machine. Uh, go back. Yep. Uh, also, Scraping the Vault, where on Christmas Eve, you can listen to Scraping the Vault presents A Very Brady Christmas, where I get myself to cry by talking about music therapy and Christmas. Um, contact us at Jimmy at EarsUp-Podcast.com, Dan at EarsUp-Podcast.com, Eric at Concierge.com, and Christy at um, Not in a Box. What's it called again? <laughs> Christianacan@gmail.com. Uh, listen to Spectro Radio. A lot of Christmas going on right now on Spectro Radio. So listen to SpectroRadio.us. Uh, you can reach er- uh, excuse me, Jeremy at Spectro underscore Radio and both Instagram and Twitter. And we want to wish you a very happy holidays. This is where you change to the Christmas music, Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Happy holidays, regardless of what you celebrate. Um. Just be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. We're all humans. We all have the, the feels and the emotions. And although we can't be with our families, or we shouldn't be with our families this year, um, just be good, be kind. Happy holidays, everybody. Did we do a secret Santa with this show? All right, what's the plan? Because I have to pee. (laughs) It's an extreme pee. I did come up with turkey with Tigger, and I couldn't figure out how to put that in anywhere. It would have been funny. Tiger, turkey. Could work. I don't know. I can make that sound, but you don't want to hear it. I guess we start the usual way, huh? All right. uh, I mean, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no. You know, we all become 11-year-old boys at some point. <laughs>